welcome, welcome, welcome to another Goodman Factory episode. Thank you for tuning in. Today we have, uh, well, we have a special guest today. We have Goodman Sampson here. Uh, some of you may recognize him actually from the wonderful content that's come out recently uh, for Father's Day. So Sampson was one of the one of the handsome fellas that was on there representing the fathers out there with his daughter. And then we also have Goodman Brian, who also featured on our Goodman content recently uh, for for the fathers. So thank you, gents, for coming. Thank um, you. How have you guys been? Yeah, good. all good. All good. good, man. Yeah. That's what guys saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. typical, isn't it? Typical, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Deep, 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 deep down inside, you're burning. Um, how was your father's day, man? Yeah, mine was all right, you know. I slept. I woke up late. And I slept in the afternoon. Like yeah. a true, like a true dad. <laughs> it's a good Sunday. <laughs> like, a, like a true dad. What about you, Sam? You yeah, mum was, yeah, pretty quiet. To be fair, um, it was my daughter's birthday day before that, so yeah, I was happy to lay in and then went to family as well on top of it. So decent. Yeah, good timing. Good timing. Good timing. Um, what I will say actually is because these guys are being so modest, go onto the Goodman Factory YouTube channel and also on the Instagram page and look at the content. It's got amazing feedback. Um, ridiculous amount of views and just in a very short space of time. So, so go and check that out. So, I guess kind of on that topic um, of Father's Day, um, one of the things we're going to talk about today is is fatherhood. And I think on an episode before we discussed, I won't say briefly, we probably discussed discussed it in kind of a lot of detail. But we we spoke about parenting generally, and I think what would be quite important to to discuss, and I think what some of our followers may benefit from, is hearing. Um, our opinions and what we think a good father is so the first question i'm going to put out to you guys is what do you think a good father looks like or what are the traits of a good father in your opinion man that's tough yeah it's a tough question you know i don't come easy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'll say it's really subjective and it um what a good father looks like is dependent on you know the lens of the, the dad i guess um, a dad could deem themselves to be successful or a good dad if their child reaches certain milestones that that ticks their boxes and another dad will have um, different set of criterias. Um, for me, personally, I would say if I can achieve um, a, a point where my I know my child has been raised and they're happy and that they they can walk the path that they want to walk and they're happy in that path, I feel like I've done a good job. Okay. So so what I'm getting from that was basically if your child was happy, yeah, which is quite a broad term, mm-hmm. successful, <laughs> which is also a very broad term. <laughs> You're going to make me break it down. <laughs> 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 then, your ch- then you've done a good job, right? Yeah. yeah okay. um, so, for example, um, I have my, I have, I have like an ideology of what I think I would like. So if my child was, uh, I don't know, actually I'm quite bad at it, so I don't really have an idea. Um, a successful sports star or musician, for example, they'll be like, yeah, but then that might not be what my child wants. You know what I'm saying? So if I can facilitate um, my daughter to get in a position where she's like, you know what, I want to do this, and I'm, whether I, whether I understand it, but aid her along that journey, and help develop her into that career that she wants to get into or that walk of life, then I can say, yeah, I've done my bit, if you get what I'm saying. Like, mm. So it's more like I'm providing guardrails and support rather than 
directing her into into a um a role or position that she might not want. Okay, we're gonna speak kind of on that. Mm. I'm just so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna reword the question and I'm gonna ask what are the traits of okay. a good father because you've just described one of them in your example and what you said basically is uh, I'm gonna support yeah my daughter. So you clearly feel like being a support system for your child or for your children is a trait. Like if you, you have to be able to support them. Yeah. However that might might look like. So what are the traits that you would say um, make up a good father in your opinion? So first of all, that would be, you would need to understand and listen. Like listen, take feedback from what your child requires and needs and not necessarily giving them rules and pushing them into what they might not want so just literally sitting there and listening and listening to your child and making sure that you are a a voice of reason to your child and always you're always available to um sit down and understand what they want to say whatever it's whatever it is they want to say whether that might be something so mundane that you don't give a monkeys about but just being interested and being present i think that's that's traits that a good dad would have to have okay so it sounds like support and also being a good listener. Yeah. Like that. Quite important yeah. just, to you. Just coming off what you're saying, paying attention. Exactly. Like paying a lot of, or as much attention as you can because sometimes you could be a dad, you could work loads, and, but you don't know who your kids are. You're like, oh, I'm working for my kids. Okay, that's cool. But do you know who they are? Exactly, yeah. What they're good at, what they're not good at, what they don't like, who their friends are, what food they like. I'm not saying like, oh, you have to know your son's favourite colour is blue, you know. But maybe if he wants you to, you should know. But You should. Pay attention because kids want attention. That's that's all. They, that's their current season. That's all they want. If they're crying, they want your attention. They want to show you what car toy car they have. They want. Oh, my son just runs up to me. He's like, "Daddy, who's be watching on his iPad?" Daddy. Oh yeah, he went in the spaceship and then he did this. And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it means mm. nothing to me." But like, he found it mad funny. But imagine if I just ignored him. He'd be mm. like, "Oh my dad don't even." Meanwhile, I'm working on my computer and he just runs something wasting my time. Like, you know that, that that old meme that they have, oh, your kid just turns up, look, 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 and they just jump and spin. But that's that's their currency. They just want attention. So I think being a good dad is literally paying as much attention as you possibly can to figure out, okay, this is my child. So even if you do want them to do something or you're trying to figure out what you should, what they're good at, where you should lead them, right, paying attention will help you with that. Because, yeah. oh, he's good at this. Like, my son likes cars and there's a million things you could do with cars now but he might not like cars when he's seven he might like something else right he might want to do something else but if i'm not paying attention i won't know that and i won't be able to lead him or help him get to the down the path that he wants to so i think paying attention because again again your dad could be in the house or your dad could be there working you could you could be a family unit but your dad don't pay attention to you and it's just still neglect whether he's in the house or not in the house or not a family unit or maybe he was never there but attention yeah just speak for me man you know what um if we look back here as like an older generation, obviously they had different set of challenges to what we have. We're, we're a lot more fortunate. Yeah, but what you tend to hear if you speak amongst my peers and friends is that, yeah, their dads, even um, two household situations where they both their parents mm. were there, their dad tended to provide the, the fundamentals in terms of, you know, putting clothes in the back end, mm. food on the table and so forth, so forth. But in terms of actually being present and actually taking the active interest, it's all quite surface level, but they didn't quite really understand what it was their child needed. Mm. Which, okay, understandably, you're doing the fundamentals and you know, th- you're know you grateful for that. But it's a bit the, more than that, isn't it? Yeah, the bit that's actually free. <laughs> it doesn't cost nothing. Yeah. It's just yeah. free. Yeah. 
just being mm. present and really, you know, paying attention to details, understand what they like and what they don't like and why they like it and why yeah. they don't like it. It's and free, that, and what you tend to ha- what tends to happen later it's on is that as the child then gets older, there's a bit more of a disconnect because mm. now don't know me. You've grown up not really, you know, mm. understanding why your dad potentially might, you know, um, think the way he thinks towards you and mm. behaves the way he behaves towards you, and now your dad is now looking at your son like, whoa. You're really different, and mm. I'm trying to rein you in, but reining you in is actually just who you are meant to be, mm. and mm. you know that causes probably more of a disconnect as they grow up, and then later on, most again, like look, talk to my peers, you tend to hear stuff like, "I actually understand why my dad was like that now," mm. and um, that comes from you know probably betraying themselves and getting on like, mm. yeah. yeah, I like what, I like what you both said, but particularly what you said just now, which is what Samson was summarizing is that um, paying attention is funny, isn't it? Because, like, we're in a climate now where, like, money means so much mm. and we work hard to accumulate um, as much money as we possibly can for different reasons. And we probably kind of share the same rhetoric. We're doing this for our family, mm. you know. Rappers always say they're doing it for their mums. <laughs> like, you know, but you've always got those kind of, like, rhetorics that we spew quite quite regularly. And the funny thing is... Accepting that they had different challenges, but uh, parents work extremely hard, and the mm. one thing that they don't do, which is completely free, is to give attention. Mm. Like, yeah. um, and I think that that is potentially so damaging because, like you said, for any child, mm. I don't want you to buy me uh, that brand new uh, Nike Jordan trainers. I've got a funny story about that. That that cost two hundred and fifty pounds yeah. because when I go to school, I'm going to scuff them up same way. I would with the Reebok ones. You're going to be livid, but they're just trainers to me, you know. And you're probably a teenager before you actually really start caring about like brands, brands and stuff like that. So really knowing what. Yeah, so like if if for instance I really want to go to a football match on a Saturday, for instance, and uh, I don't know, you kind of compare it to the fact that actually that's not that important. Look at all the stuff that I've done for you Mm. when you wanted to go to these games or when you wanted to do that, like look at what I've done for mm. you and I'm looking at it like yeah but I didn't care about that mm. like you never asked me do I want this Louis Vuitton bag mm. yeah my, my dad never bought me a Louis Vuitton bag by the way that, but, that, <laughs> but you know like you never asked me if yeah. you wanted this tracksuit or whatever like you just got it for me or you just bought me those presents yeah. like but the things I really cared about you didn't kind of show an interest yeah. in you know and, and like you were saying those conversations happen unfortunately when you get older and you're kind of like old, old enough and maybe more emotionally resilient enough to kind of have those difficult conversations to be like when i needed you to kind of be there for me in this particular for this particular event or when i had a football match Mm. or when it was my 10th birthday like you not showing up or you not kind of acting like you cared about that that to me was more detrimental than anything Mm. else but you know the crazy bit is going back to your question you asked what does um a good dad look like they thought they was taking their boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm. One one thing about parents as well, when when you were, when you grow up and you become a parent, you kind of forget when you were a child and what you wanted when you were a child. So you start adding your own. Mm. Oh, I'm good. I, I I think I should do this and this and what you think is good parenting versus and children are very intelligent. They'll tell you, you know, they, they or if you just kind of watch them, you can kind of see what what they need or what they want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And for the most, again, the currency is attention, right? <laughs> like, 
like if my son's crying, or he just wants me to just pick him up or just play with him or tickle him or something, right? And it just makes him feel better. Yeah. That's the currency. Whereas if you know if you're an adult and you're crying, you probably lost your job. Okay, you need some money, right? That's your currency, right? Mm. Or you, do you know what I mean? Or or it could be attention as well. But you tend to kind of make these things up versus like, okay, when I was a child, what did I? How was I? You you forget because it just seems such a distant thing. Like oh, I'm an adult now. I'm doing the right thing. These are the things that, as an adult, I've learned to do. And yes, if I do these, then my child is okay. And it's like, sometimes it's not mm. even true. Like even the funny uh, you're saying about the um, the clothes. I was I was taking my son to nursery one time, and um, there's a one of the nursery workers. She works. There, she brings her grandson to the nursery. This guy was wearing a north. He's like three years old. He's wearing a North Face jacket and Jordan ones. And it looked cool, of course. And then some nice jeans, right? I'm like, okay, to nursery though. That's a bit mad. Yeah. Maybe a birthday party could wear that. My son was wearing some Marvel trainers with mm. <laughs> the Marvel heroes on it. Next day when I when I went um, in the morning, she's like, you're costing me money, you know? And I'm like, oh, what's happening? She's like, yeah, my, my grandson said he wants the Marvel trainers. <laughs> so now I've got to go run up as them and buy the Marvel trainers. And exactly what you were saying, like, you're not buying those clothes necessarily for the kids. I mean, you're buying it because you know it's you know North Face is cool, isn't it? I don't get nothing wrong with putting yeah. your son in North Face or, or Jordan good brand, good look, quality. Yeah, he yeah. cool. Do you know what I mean? But maybe not to nursery. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. He's going to scuff it up. They're going to drop in the yeah. sandbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, birthday party, yeah, cool. And I was just laughing. I was like, yeah, man, just buy him the Marvel, innit? <laughs> mm. Wear the Marvel. That's, that's what they think is cool because they know Marvel, innit? They watch Marvel movies and cartoons and all this kind of stuff. And mm. and again, it's the parents being, oh, yeah, I'm going to put what I, what I know to be cool on my, on my kid mm. when the kid thinks... Marvel is cool or, or Disney is cool. Like now, my son thinks Marvel is cool. He don't want to wear the uh, the Mickey Mouse jean jacket that he mm. got him. He's like, is that the Mickey Mouse one? I don't want to wear that because he don't think that's cool. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But imagine if I'm forcing Dolce and Cabana on him because I know that's cool. That's cool to people my age. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like again, you paying attention to what your kids actually like versus what you think it's will be about you. good for them. And this is not to say that you leave them to lead themselves. Because no, you can't. They yeah, can't, can't raise themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they can't raise themselves. But you, obviously, you keep them within. Do you know what I mean? And 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 lead them based on kind of what they like. But as well as knowing the best way to kind of keep them contained and say no, okay, do that, but don't do this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Going back to what you said, though, I think everything is relevant because it made me think that, like, when like when my dad was out there working night shifts, day shifts, doing whatever it was he had to do to to bring money home. Um, to him, he probably thought he was ticking all the boxes. In mm. fact, I know he he I know he thinks he was ticking all the boxes because we've had conversations from when I was a teenager up until now where you can tell in the discussion he doesn't understand how he may have possibly failed in particular areas. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't see the significance of maybe something that I've said is really important. And he's like, What what are you talking about? Like I bought you did like every mm. Christmas, you know, like when I was and and it goes back to kind of what he thinks is right. And and he's not wrong in in some ways he's not wrong because I imagine for him, and this is why it's good to kind of have a mindset that is not even just not even forgiven, but a mindset that's kind of appreciative of everyone's story in some way. And my dad's never really been forthcoming about his history, his background, where he's come from. He's always kind of really, I don't know if he's tried to shelter us from that, but I think it, it was pr- probably very traumatic for him. So the way he dealt with it was to just shut off from it. And so we don't have much knowledge about his history, mm. his background, his parents, never met my grandparents, none of that yeah. stuff. But what I do know is that my dad come from a very, very, very poor background. Um, and he never went through formal education. I think maybe after the age of like nine, ten. I think he came, I think his, his his dad was like a farmer or something, you know, so he was just 
kind of mm. in the farm trying to make ends meet. It wasn't possible. So at the age of like 12, 13, he's out there on the streets trying to make it happen. He came to England at a very young age, the only one of his siblings, the only one of his family, in his family, and he just had to make it happen here. And so I think for him, because he came from that particular background, his only focus is how do I ensure that my children don't suffer? Mm. And most people, you know, associate suffering with poverty mm-hmm. and not having uh, money. And I think from for my dad, he was then ultimately driven. And that, that informed the amount of hours he worked, what he did in particular, how he got it, whether it was good or bad, whatever. That That's what he was driven by. And so for him, that is success. Yeah. Mm. Because we won't live the way he did in Nigeria for different reasons, but partly also because he's prepared to not allow that to happen to his children. Um, but unfortunately, as we are going to do, he did fail in certain areas. Um, and it was the emotional side. Um, he was present. My dad's been in my life all my life. Um, and that's a privilege in itself. Um, I know some people don't don't have that. But then my dad was present but wasn't present, if that makes sense. Um, we didn't have an emotional mm. uh, tie or relationship in, in in that sense. And And so I guess going back to the original question, which is, what are the traits of a good father? Um, I think one, I think one is being kind. Mm. I think you are the first example of kindness to your children. You show it to them when they're babies. You love mm. them to death. Mm. Um, and I guess as they get older, that kind of dwindles a little bit. And there's an intersect between being a father and being a father of a son. I mm. think you're more dangerous when you're a father of a son because you're more likely, I think, to continue the cycle of, uh, I guess you could say toxic masculinity, but negative traits and negative ideas surrounding men. Um, whereas I think when you're a father of a daughter, of, of a girl, for me anyway, personally, it changed my view on how I needed to be. And being kind was like default because just generally speaking, you put your you put your son and your girl together. You hear it all the time. Mm. DJ Envy is the best at this. Oh my gosh, that guy is so toxic with his son. <laughs> you need to go li- if you haven't listened to DJ Envy's <laughs> podcast with his wife, go listen to it. It is comedy gold. But he is so toxic, as in like he would on, live on the podcast. He would tell you about how he's like beating up his son or all this stuff. And mm. I know for a fact he don't treat his daughter like that. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's just like an exaggerated <laughs> version. But it's true though. We yeah. we treat our sons kind of almost like... You've got to be tough. Be tough. So, Get on with it kind of thing. Like, what do you want me to be kind for? Like, well, they ain't going to be kind to you. tell you a funny story, yeah. So but then when it's your daughter, you... You've got to nurture them. Cuddle her, you, you kiss her up. You guys got daughters, right? Protect yeah. her, yeah. So we got daughters, so yeah. Son, so 80% of the time... I probably say 90% of the time. I apologise to him if I... If I if I've like oh, hit his head or something mm. by accident, like walking or we're we're running and you might bump into the door, whatever I do, I'll, I'll say sorry for it. Right, I'm not one of these parents that just say. Ten percent of the time, one out of ten times, I won't say sorry, but <laughs> intentionally, I'll still kiss him, hug him, but I won't say sorry. Mm. And he'll cry, "Mommy, Daddy didn't say sorry to him." And I'm looking at my, my missus like, "I'm not saying sorry," and I told her, "I'm not gonna say sorry every single time. Most of the time, I will, because you go into the world." And people will do stuff to you and they will not <laughs> care and they will not tell you sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it sounds mad. <laughs> They're going to clip that one. <laughs> but we're going to come to that. Anyway. <laughs> you, you don't want to go around because people will offend you or people will treat you some kind of way and they will not say sorry to you. They will not care. They will, that's, that's the world. You're not going to go into the world and expect people 
to always and, and and that's the thing being offended is relative so you can say something to me right now and i could be offended but you might have not thought what you said was offensive so why so you wouldn't be like i'm not gonna say sorry now. i'm just telling you the truth mm. so then but if i'm expecting you to say sorry then we have to fight now or something <laughs> like, do, mm. do you get what i mean and it's like no don't go around expecting people to say sorry because people are not gonna care about you so yeah he's three years old but again being tough because <laughs> when he's a boy just extra tough but if, if that was my daughter now i'll be like oh sorry babe what's oh god i can't believe i'm oh, sorry okay come on this is my son like nah hey listen bro you're gonna go into the world you might have to fight <laughs> no one's gonna say sorry to you no one's know. gonna care yeah. this that and exactly i would never i don't have a daughter yet but i'll never do it <laughs> but so now yeah. so now that you said and that, that's just that just makes sense yeah. to me though so now that you said now that you said that yeah. you know what you do with your son and you do it because you don't have a daughter <laughs> yeah. because you believe and you've been led to believe that that's 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 the right that's thing toughing to them do. up that's the right yeah. thing to do even though there's no evidence yeah. to show that that's actually going to have the, no, but we the don't effect know. or the yeah. outcome that you want it to be but you also just said but if it's my daughter i wouldn't so so the question i'm going to ask you ask you then <laughs> is the formulas are, too, are very different yeah should it be different for a boy and a girl well yeah because they're going to have different experiences in life how do you know well you we don't i mean i don't you expect them to have different experiences in life because because we did is it because, because we're projecting our experience and that's part of what we do, yeah. which is what we're going to do that. Well, for again, but that's what I said earlier. Being, is that you're projecting your, your own experience, yeah. isn't it? What and you your think identity. Is best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, so that's why I was wondering because yeah, you said, what, but that's why I said ninety percent of the time, like okay. it's not like oh, I'm not saying sorry to this guy. No, no, no. Mm. Most of the, I, like, I guarantee you, most of the time I'm saying, oh, sorry. But well, like, we're doing a hundred percent. Sorry, I would assume. I would assume. But for the most part, I'm like, I would. But when when I'm not saying sorry, this is not me like. No, didn't I? I was still giving him a hug and a kiss. I just won't say sorry. But that lesson, though, would it not still apply with your daughter? It's not. That's not gender. It's. it's that's. Not gender. It might. That's gender fluid. <laughs> but, as in okay, that. Like, but you feel like girls are more, a bit more precious in a sense. So that you're. Pre- so you're proving my there. point that with kindness, we. It's. It is like currency, isn't it? It's just like yeah. listen. I'm going to give you all of this, but you, I'm going to give you ninety percent, and we don't have a justification for why we do that with no, boys. But it's it. Ob- Obviously, there's not no scientific proof or nothing. It's just, again, my own experience of going through the world. And a certain man might owe me an apology. Or or, or I think they do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or or that time when this person did this and it's like, what the hell? And they don't give a damn. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, again, it's like showing you, like, the reality that you will go out into this world and you will not it what you expected to be you were, you're going to get your heart broken <laughs> we all did you know from yeah. our own parents from our friends girlfriends boyfriends whoever right you'll get your heart broken based on what you think oh airy fairy and it's not mm. it won't be it's true your daughter and i think if, if your parents can maybe give you some kind of reality instead of just kind of incubating you way too much and you've seen it before. You've seen those kids that I'm not saying give your kid trauma. <laughs> know what I'm saying, but you've seen those kids that have just been incubated way too much, and they got into the world, and you're like, oh, you, you don't know any. You, you're not, you're not street smart. You're not, you're yeah. not. You don't really know what's going on out here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my friend, I was talking to Malik about it. My friend sent me a clip of uh, Will Smith and Kevin Hart on a red table talk. I didn't, I didn't caught the whole thing yet, but I caught the clip, and uh, Kevin Hart was saying how. His kids are too soft, and like his daughter, because all she knows is happiness. She's never been sad. <laughs> she always gets what she wants. She she don't she don't know sad because she don't. Yeah, 
because he because wait, 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 not no. not Nash, let, not, let, let him finish. Yeah, not that she don't know sad, but in the sense that um she's it, she don't know a guy she's never encountered a guy that maybe just wants her for one thing, um, or she's never encountered a guy that maybe don't like her or is gonna break her heart. Now obviously these are lessons that you, you have to encounter in life. You're not just gonna, oh I'm happy and then go meet a guy. That could happen, I'm not saying, but for the most part you're not gonna the first person you like and then they're gonna like you and then blah 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 you're not gonna go to school not get teased etc and he was saying how he woke he's like his son was just mad soft like you know he woke he, he said oh we're gonna go training 5 6 a.m in the morning and his son was acting bad like oh, i can beat you up i'm a bit strong now i can punch you and he was laughing it sounds like you've never been punched in the face like and mm. he just gave him a quick one too and the son was like <laughs> and he was like he's yeah like, you're gonna guy, go boxing and soft. <laughs> he's like yeah you're gonna go boxing in it and you know the tyson quote Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. I've been punched in the face before. I've been punched in the stomach. I know what that feels like. I know how, how I reacted. I know how I wanted to react. I know how I should have reacted or how now maybe I thought I was going to react. Until you've actually like encountered situations in life, you're, mm. still, you're delusional about how you would have acted. Mm. right? And I think yeah. you could grow up very, if you're incubated way too much, like you've got mad pillows around you, you don't know how you're going to react to the world like realistically. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying... Again, you should have trauma and <laughs> your, your dad should hang you out the window and all this kind mm. of stuff, right? No, but there's balance. You know it could what, be though? all the way over here, all the way over here, but I think... Mm. It's that analogy of, like, you know, if you haven't been... Well, when you're scalded by hot water or touching fire or touching something you shouldn't mm. do as a child, you, you genuinely learn to not go and do that again, innit? But wouldn't you say that you'd prefer your child to not go through some of these instances? Like, there's so many... Like, you know you talk about street yeah. smarts and stuff. I can't lie to you. I don't want my child to go through any of that. I don't, I'd rather mm. they're not street smart because in an area that they don't need to be. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd rather that they're in a safer environment. They don't have to, to start, like, to a degree, we all suffer from a level of paranoia when you mm. walk down mm -hmm. certain areas mm. and, you know, you just you see a group of people, you're, even us that we talk about mm. and we say the news um, overdoes it and over-exit mixes, like, mm. it's, you know, gangland, whatever, mm. whatever. We still walk down the road and still look around like, okay, there's a certain man there. Mm. And mm. That, you're completely looking at your environment, completely different to your white counterpart mm. who has a different um, view on life. And you're looking at him like, why are you not you know, a bit as paranoid as I am? But why should he be? I, mm. I, I absolutely love this conversation because we, 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 we segued into this probably earlier than I thought we would. <laughs> but I'm glad that we did because I think this is one of the, the, the questions that I will, or this, this is one of the things that I will struggle with, I think, as a father, like me being honest in finding that balance between um, sheltering and protecting my child and providing them. And I'm already in a better place than my parents mm -hmm. were to provide for my child financially, even mm -hmm. emotionally. Um, and we're all kind of, we all have a kind of similar story in that we kind of grew up in a particular part of London, probably a very poor borough, um, seen a lot of crime, seen friends go through situations. And like you said, our own personal experiences have created a lot of trauma within us. And sometimes I think to myself, I don't want my child to be naive mm. yeah. or to be uh, unaware. You wouldn't need to be streetwise if you ain't raised in the streets. Mm. Uh, if you're living in, I don't know, if you're living in like Wanstead, for instance, or living in Kensington, a very nice part of London. Generally speaking, mm. the need for you to be streetwise, whether you're black or white, it's, it's, it's not as it's not as not as important. Whereas if your child, if if you're if you're raising your child in, in, in East Ham, let's say, or in Tottenham or in Plasto, um, 
I think I think it would yeah, be a disservice for me to tell my son and my daughter. So listen, could you just run to the shop for me at ten forty five tonight? Uh, <laughs> and just put put, put your hood on on the way there. Forty five, and uh, you know, just just run like a madman to the <laughs> shop. Even if you like, you, oh, you would you would just prep them, you know. And for me, the best example is my younger brother. I had mad experiences growing up um, between the age of eleven to sixteen, and I I anticipated that my brother would get into the same, and he didn't. My brother was mm. blessed throughout the whole of school. And then one time, my dad, my, my brother came and said to me, "Oh." so-and-so tried to rob him and his boys one time in Forest Gate. And I was like, what? I was like, what did you do? Whatever. And I think he, he was able to defend himself in that situation, but it made me realise that, like, in some ways, he had been quite sheltered up until that point. Not not even his fault. Like, I hadn't really prepped him for anything. My dad hadn't prepped him for anything. But that one incident there made me think, whoa, like, mm. that's, that's dangerous grounds. Like, I might have wanted to have kind of stepped in from early and say, listen, this is what you need to do. This mm. is what you need to do. And I guess kind of if you relate it to our daughters, for instance, I it, it's not possible for me to not prep my daughter on mm. the predatory behavior of men. Mm. Um, mm. Same way when we're thinking about our sons, mm. if I'm not raising you in ends, you don't really need to be streetwise, but I kind of also don't need you to think that it's all right for you to behave in a certain yeah, way in certain areas. Like if you're going mm. abroad, I need you to to have your wits about you. Like yeah, I need know. you to know. And that's things that I feel like we just have. That's street life. But street we've only had it one. because we've had those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think that you can you can impart that your experiences on your child without having them having to go through it? Like as in... Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, my whole MO is that I'm planning to communicate with my child I want my child to understand my experiences understand how we've arrived at the position we are right now and why you don't have to go through that but understand this is still the world you live in so without physically going through the exam of you know testing um, yeah I'm roads. not going to make them walk through East Ham yeah. and do a baptism of fire <laughs> yeah, but just as an introduction you know what I'm saying just understand this is what actually still happens and this, is what, <laughs> this is where this is experiences your dad walked through because mm. early, not, not funny talking about um, um, good fathers and stuff a lot of the things that my dad I used to think was quite harsh later on in life we had a sit down conversation randomly and probably when I'm, uh, my missus was pregnant so he started talking to me a lot about like fatherhood and experiences yeah. and stuff like that I realised was slightly due to his own insecurities because he yeah. said to me he used to see a lot of me in him mm-hmm. and from what I understand he had a bit of a he was a bit naughty to be honest with you so mm. he used to see me and him and think whoa this, this is me again mm. and, and I know he knows where he got up to mm. and where he got to from his behaviours and thought I don't want you to go for the same path so me as a young boy thinking this guy's mad <laughs> I couldn't understand like, it yeah. he just moves nuts to me like I've got a younger brother but my younger brother don't get the same like yeah. stress <laughs> my mm. sister has complete free will but yeah. with me you'd think that fam I'll come like some black stain or something yeah. like, do you know what I mean but he's literally done that purely because he's scared of you know, me walking the same t- um, steps. But if he had explained to me, oh, this is what I went through, da, 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 I would understand and think, I can say, dad, you're being irrational. That like, I'm not on that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking, that's why I'm so big. And from the first thing I said was, I want to communicate to my child. I want to make sure that they look at me as, obviously their dad, but they can be comfortable to explain what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing that, I'm doing the very same mm-hmm. from growing up to even where I am now. Like, and where we are at that point in time that's something yeah. I'm really big on it's like a game isn't it right now we're unlocking like coins because you mm. just you just said another trait that I don't think we explicitly said before which is communication yeah you said you oh, want to talk 
Before you're going to kind of just double back on what you're Yeah, I'm not even going to say nothing. I just wanted to say we've just... Oh. Did you do like a coin effect? <laughs> Mario <laughs> coins, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We had support, we had listen, and now we've got communication going. Uh, in terms of street smart, when I say street smart, again, I don't mean like, oh, you got to go walk through the hood and like gangster lean or something. I mean like, like literally what you, what you were saying like in terms of, maybe not paranoid, but definitely have your wits about you. Because again, your kid might go uni, live on dorms, well, you need to know not to hang out with the people that's taking drugs or drinking too much or doing mm. wild things in the uni parties. And that's what I mean in Street Smart. Is like, like knowing what to do and, not to, and do. not to do or where to walk and where not to walk. And even if maybe you have to walk somewhere, do you know what I mean? And like, I'm, I'm from South London. I have never, I can count on one hand how many times I've been to Hackney. Even when I was coming for the for the first pod, uh, Monique was like, oh yeah, you could come Hackney. Da, da, da. Yeah. And I was like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> I've, I've walked in dangerous places before like i'm from south london yeah like <laughs> everywhere's dangerous like I'm, you know what i mean like brixton like i grew up in clapham but i used to hang around sometimes in brixton like i know how to like if i'm assessing an area like do you know what i mean like okay cool and even when i was coming i walked down some random roads I was like all i see is graffiti do you know what i mean anyone could have just jumped me or whatever right but i mean that's i mean when i say street smart i mean just be Conscious that yo, this is not sunshine and lollipops, bruv. Even when Dorothy was on the the golden road or whatever it's called, that was a mad road to, for her to be on. You know, all kinds of perils, like <laughs> like, and the road was gold. <laughs> like, world is not sunshine and lollipops again, because you wouldn't tell your, you wouldn't let your daughter just kind of go out there and be like, "There's men that are mad predators," you know, to men and women. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? People out there want to do harm for just they're just mad, like just for mm-hmm. no reason. And I don't think it, you again you'd be doing your kids any justice if you weren't like if like maybe you thought oh man I wish I could have told my brother that like, you know be careful when you're walking around if you see certain people maybe cross the road or maybe yeah. just slow down or maybe get on your phone or get on the phone to me mm. you know what I mean and just just being aware that okay there might be people and it could be older men women people driving cars all kinds of different things like I remember one time I was walking home from college and some guys just pulled up in a car like at the station and they were just asking everybody I like, come over like you got a card. <laughs> you know them people like oh you got you got a card like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to make a quick quick grand <laughs> but again you know what i mean be, yeah knowing that something like yeah i want to make some money you guys seem legit in a, in a mercedes and a tinted mercedes to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean but i mean just being aware like do you know what i mean yeah. but yeah just just more being aware versus like no nah, i know the street codes and that like yeah just more being aware yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah i i i agree i mean we kind of we kind of looked at it, looked at it broadly, um, generally with our children. But mm. like my daughter's like she's gonna be one year, one year old in in a I don't know in about a week or so. Mm. And so I'm just trying to think like as a baby because your daughter's similar age to my yeah. to my daughter. She's one now. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, in her toddler stage, how do you build resilience? Um, you're you're a father mm. of a boy who's actually a few years older. Yeah. So it's just it's those, it's those things, you know. Um, we will have those conversations around predatory men mm. and, and people that are going to take advantage of you and places to walk and mm. things to do and not do and stuff. But even as a child, because um, one of the things I love as, a, as an educator is, is, is learning about children. And if you think about the early years, literally from when a child is born up until like the age of like five, six, for instance, there are, there are so many things that you could do and say that affect their life outcomes mm. you know for the next 50 60 70 years mm. and some of that starts literally from what you do from when they're just a couple of months and so i was thinking about resilience 
for instance, and, 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 and like the growth mindset, like how would I develop that in my daughter? So like, for instance, one of the examples, and one of the only few examples I could think of um, is like, for instance, I'm, I'm even, I'm even like scared thinking about it, but like my daughter's w- w- learning to walk. She's mm. not walking yet. And sometimes, because we've got laminate flooring, I'm like, I'm just going to let this girl go. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to let my hand go. Yeah. And then I can't do it. I, I physically can't mm. do it because all I didn't envisage is like her going, tsh, or going backwards. Mm. And then like, I wouldn't even be able to live with myself after that. But a part of me feels like, it's like those little things she needs to like, kind of like go through mm. for her to understand that actually, okay, next time if he might let go of my hand, so I need to figure out what mm. my feet are doing right now. Yeah. And I need to stand on my two feet. So it's just those little things, isn't it? So that's what I was going to ask for you guys. Like, what, what, what are the things that you think you could do to possibly help, like, the resilience or the development of your child in a particular area that you care about? Going off the same topic, yeah. So obviously, uh, my daughter's walking, and someone said to me, "Show off." <laughs> <laughs> Show off. No, no, no seriously, because <laughs> no, what is? You just said something that was my big fear. Like, we've got the same laminate fault flooring. I was scared. I was thinking, if she falls and hurts herself. That's my day done. Yeah, as, in, yeah. as in, forget, forget this, forget I'm this upset. walking thing. You could just upset. get carried for the I'm rest up, of your like, life. When she like, she's hurt herself one time. Yeah, like she slipped, literally trying to crawl, and I was rattled. I wrote off my whole day, wrote off my whole day. Meeting cancelled. Didn't basically just. <laughs> I, I basically literally held and was like basically lying down. Like I was upset. Like uh-huh. you would thought I hurt my, hurt myself. So with that, then someone said to me something about it's okay for your child to fall, just make sure they're to pick sort of up. pick them mm. up. And that encouragement to continue going is like, okay, cool, I get it now. Like, mm. So in that regards, I started encouraging her to, to continue surfing around um, the chairs and start taking the steps and just making sure that she can see that I'm here. Mm. So if it goes wrong, I'm here. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then, regardless. And what, what you tend to find is they know what they're doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I think for me personally and my son, you have to kind of know the kind of child you have in terms of, like, since we're bragging. (laughs) (laughs) My son was walking at nine months. Crazy. It was very early. Mm. Some kids walking at 18, some one. He was walking very early. So in terms of, like, building resilience and stuff, I I, I kind of reckon he's a lot stronger or a bit tougher. Sometimes he'll bang his head and be like, don't cry. (laughs) And he'd be like, and I'd be like, and he'd be like, but he's crying inside. <laughs> sometimes I just leave him to cry and I'll be hugging him and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I'd be like, you're all right, don't cry. Like the other day he fell over on his scooter and the, 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 the bar went into his rib and he couldn't breathe. Mm. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. Yeah, and done. I was holding him and I was rubbing him. I was like, breathe in. And he was, but he was trying to cry and I was like, no, 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 breathe in, out. And I think you just kind of like and even I was, I was shook I was like, oh, I'm like is, it, is this river's all right I was like is it bruised yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean um because he needs new handles his handles on a scooter just she just just mash it up so, so it's the metal <laughs> so it's the metal uh, that day I ordered the new hand- you know you've just been putting something off that you need to just order I'm like okay that day I've ordered the new handles from Amazon now <laughs> she'll be coming prime <laughs> for that thing digs into his chest again um, and I think you just have to know your child like for instance my he's my yeah so he, he stopped Wearing nappies at like two, like he like he did not want to wear nappies anymore. So he's been going on the toilet since he was two. When he goes to bed, he wakes up in the night and goes to the toilet himself. Mm. He's three years old. He he's a, he, he he sleeps on a bunk bed, like he's got like the bottom bit mm-hmm. on the thing. I look, 
I realized like, like a couple of months ago, I, uh, I saw on the, like, the label, the bunk bed is for six plus. I said, why is this guy free sleeping on a six plus bed? Why are you asking him and not yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you bought the bunk bed, not him. Here it is. He's fallen off that bed in the night before. It was in the living room. All we heard was gudum, gudum. And he, we found him on the floor and he was crying. He did not remember when he woke up. When I say both of our hearts were like, my God. Well, and now we just put a pillow there where the door is because he usually, sometimes he will wake up and climb down the ladder and go to the toilet. Okay. Sometimes he would just make noise and we'll just go and pick him up. I swear to you. <laughs> like, well, that night, I was checking him every five minutes just to make, you know, oh, he's still breathing. Making sure is he yeah, all right? Yeah. Is his head hot? And I think in terms of the resilience, it's like, I get, I, I, I somehow knew he was going to be okay because this guy, he jumps around all the time. And he's always running around, bashing his head. I, I even did a video the other day. It was him just jumping off the couch. He put the cushion on the floor, jump, jump. And then he jumped <laughs> into my table. And I was like, ooh, you all right? <laughs> like, I can't even show you the video after. I was like, ooh, you all right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, yeah, this guy's mad. Yeah. But that was me mm. when I was young. I used to jump off like high buildings and just like roll on the floor like I was Black Widow or Captain mm. America or something. Or climb trees and fall out of the tree. Fairless. Never broke a b- bone, nothing. I'm like, this guy's mad, but that's me. But I was mad when he fell off the bed, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. What you're saying there is basically what my, what led to my dad kind of pushing harsh rules, um, yeah. um, rules in place to mm. kind of prevent that. But you're allowing him to explore that. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, I didn't allow him to fall off the bed. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sense, cushioned when he was... I mean, I'm asking if he's okay. Like, I'm yeah. always looking out for him and that. I'm not just like, oh, yeah, go mash yourself up. No. But, again, just I think just knowing... Well, you guys have taught us so it's different. They're not going to be jumping around. Well, I don't Absolutely know, but they're not, not going to be jumping around crazy <laughs> and right. running around. And this guy rides a scooter in the house and just smashes into... I'm just like, well, what's this guy doing? Like, he stopped breaking the house. So I think just for me, in terms of building resilience, just I'm also knowing how... Because the children will show you how resilient they are. I'm guessing, isn't it? Like... Mm. You know what I mean? Again, sometimes he'll be crying. Sometimes like, okay, don't cry, man. Chill out. Not every day crying all the time. Like, calm down. Like, just strong, strong, strong. Do you know what I mean? But I guess, yeah. Again, you got. You, they're gonna let you know how necessarily maybe strong they are. I guess for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before you got a door, so you're looking at me like this guy's just gonna just. He's raising a Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what? What's funny is my my daughter is like mad active. Like she's yeah. she's aggressive. She she often like. She often like falls or like kind of like will drop suddenly mm. and drop on her bottom, for instance. I've seen her like smack her head and stuff mm. or smack her foot on that. And if you grab her quickly, she's it's she's actually like more like pissed, like angry <laughs> than she is like crying. Like it's like she wants to cry, but it's out of like, how did you guys allow me to hit my leg yeah. on this wall kind of thing? But she won't start sobbing in it. So she actually is already quite like a a strong character yeah. but she's massively active i'm hoping at the age of two three she's not trying to be jumping off mm-hmm. things but she's kind of she's kind of a very active girl anyway but one one of the things i was thinking about was um i think you said something i think you said your dad used uh basically like when situations like that happened for instance maybe one of you fell over or you hurt yourself that was like all right cool so now nobody's jumping yeah no one's jumping we ain't ain't cultivating Rey Mysterio Jr. in this house WWE must stop yeah that kind of stuff so I was gonna ask what what do you think are things traits um skills or messages that you have learned from your parents that's what I'm saying so 
Mm. I think it's more so what I think I should do. And that would again be like, for example, if you're not, if you're jumping from like you know crazy mm. hats, or whatever, rather than just going to say no jumping, the there, just explain. Listen, I want to get hurt. <laughs> you wouldn't die, yeah. it? Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I trying to go to hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was she say? I go to hospital, you know. <laughs> so who is this? Your mum? Is this huh? how your mum used to? No, no, my mum, my mum would let it run. Like, okay, so yeah. she, yeah. My dad, you know, what, and the funny bit is, I see myself now behaving like my dad as well because mm. I'm so, you know. Prevention is better than cure. Mm, like, mm, mm. I'm not on it. So my Joyce is always getting, my missus is always getting to me like, just relax. Cool down, like, let her, let her, like, mm. let her find her feet. I'm just like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know it's wrong to happen. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I ain't got time to sit here thinking, why did I allow this to take place? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or picking up the pieces yeah. after it's done, basically. But I'm trying to cool down a bit, like, you know, let her explore, let her be a, let her be a child and, you know, make her, make her right some wrongs. Yeah. So, so what about, what what about your parents then? Thinking about the things that they did. I think about, let's start with the positive things first because the negative is always, <laughs> is always could, easy. Could be here all day. It's always easy to go into. <laughs> yeah. But let's start off with the positive. Positive. What are, what are the things that your parents did, um, or the things that they said that you would like to adopt or apply to fatherhood for you and your children? For my dad. So my dad was around till I was ten, and then my mom just broke up, and then my mom got remarried when she well, she got married. <laughs> she wasn't married to my dad. Oh. She got married when I was fifteen. And so from zero to ten, a really good thing that I always say about my dad: he's a really good giver. He's a very good giver. Like, but I think to his own detriment, and that's what I realized. So like, if my dad has ten pounds, he would give you nine pounds, and he would have one pound. But that's, that that don't make sense. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he's always giving and I've, i feel like i got that from i got thank god from him and my mom um and he's a really really good giver especially with money and like he won't he won't like not give you anything even if he doesn't have anything he'll just try and give you something he doesn't have anything um and from my mom i think that's probably one of the only things i got really good from my dad and he's a smooth criminal as well <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got 12 kids so let's put that out there oh, so okay. <laughs> he's a He's a smooth guy, <laughs> um, and he's hardworking as well. And he's got a skill. So he works. He's um, he's like a, a builder and a handyman, right? He'd fix up anything, fix up anyone's kitchen, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and I think I used to go to work with him in it from from like when I was young up to about ten. I used to go to work with him a lot. So he's always seen working with his hands. I'm graphic designer. I mean, I don't work in the same respect as like mm-hmm. building wood and working with wood and that. But I work with my hands. Like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You know. I'm on a computer all day using my hands, right? Um, and I just got the sense of having uh, uh, maybe a craft or like a, a, something that you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he is great at that. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's what he he does. And I think I got that sense from him. Like, cause I've been a graphic designer for like 15 years and my dad's been doing that since he came like to this country from maybe about 20. Now, he came for 14, but I think he's been doing handyman stuff since he was about 20, 21 or whatever. Uh, so he's been doing that for a long. So I've seen my dad do the same thing for a long period of time. And obviously there's maybe... You know, maybe sometimes you don't want to do that thing, but I think that's where I kind of got that trait from as well. And from my mum, again, very generous, very hard though, in the sense that she wasn't necessarily. Oh, I was going to segue into something else, but yeah, she's very hard. So it wasn't necessarily like too emotional. So, but I think that's and I think that's a good thing for me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In terms of being a boy, um, you don't want to go and go out there and kind of be too emotional. I feel like my dad's more emotional than my mum. Really kind of breaking it down here. Um, <laughs> it's kind of more emotional than my mom, but my mom really, really kind. Again, a giver. Always looked after me. Always loved me. 
Um, and I get that from her. And I feel like one was like just like a, a, a good archetype for a woman. And I didn't, it took me long to realize that like at one point when I was 19, I was having tr- just troubles with just, just, just relate, just relational with my mum. And I got, I felt like she didn't, <laughs> my, is it broken? Don't get distracted. <laughs> I felt like, it's just moving. I felt like my mum actually didn't love me. And then I realized that she loved me, just not in the way that I accept, like, saw love. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because everyone loves differently. So in the sense that her love for me was cooking for me, never going hungry, never being cold, <laughs> always having heat in, having a house, never being homeless, went to a good school, mom took me to a Catholic school, then shipped me off west to go to a, um, another Catholic school in secondary school, right? She always provided for me, isn't it? But I wanted attention. But because, <laughs> again, back to the attention thing, I wanted maybe like attention and because I, I didn't really get necessarily the, the, the kind of attention I wanted from her, I felt like she didn't love me. And then I kind of realised like, no, my mum is a really good person and a really good woman and a really good mum. And I didn't see it until I kind of got older and I kind of thought about it and I kind of just kind of reckoned with my own feelings. Mm. And I was like, no, my mum's good. And then I feel like I also picked a woman that's as good as my mum and they get on great. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if I didn't kind of reckon with the fact that oh, my mum loves me, she just loves me in this way, the best way she knows how and what she's doing. And I have to accept that, you know, that maybe she's not going to love me in the way I think she should love me. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what is that? Like, do you know what I mean? And she does love me. And I think that I have had that, you know, just that inner kind of um, battle with my mum. It taught me a lot about her and what kind of like stuff I got from her and the good traits I got from her. And just yeah, just just growing up with her, but from, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So in terms of my, I feel like my my mum was harder than my dad, right? And that's quite emotional. Um, and from being raised with my mum, I, like, I can't be rattled. I can't be rattled very because I've never seen my mum be rattled. Like a lot of things do not rattle her, and I think I and whereas I've seen my dad get rattled a lot. Like he's very calm and quiet and very soft spoken. Like you can hardly hear him. But if you rattle him, he is like. Johnny Storm, bro. He's like the human torch, bro. Like he's like the next man. Whereas my mum, I hardly ever see her right now. And that's, I'm the same way. You cannot rattle me. <laughs> I swear to you. Like I was even talking to my friends yesterday. I was like, I swear, if like, even if someone spits on me, I swear I'll walk away. Because you will not control me. You call me a nigga, you could punch me. The only, the only thing that would ever rattle me if someone talked about my wife or my son. That's the only thing that would, like, you could, you could say anything to me, you would never rattle me. Because I'm, I, I, I'm want to be in control of my own self. Like you would not be able to say something to draw me out myself. Like you would not draw me out. Mm. I'll just walk away. You can call me a, a loser or a d head or whatever you want. Like, oh, he's a, he didn't even do nothing. Yeah, I did it because you would not rattle me. And I think I got that from my mum. I think that's. I mean, maybe it's a bit extreme. <laughs> like someone spits on you, kind of thing, right? Yeah. I think it's a bit extreme, but I got that from my mum in terms of like she is very. It's a level of self self control. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, I've seen my mum rattle, but for the most part, like, I'm, I, I hardly see her right now. I think, I think I, I like that trait that I got from my mum. Mm. What about you, Sam? Um, from my dad, it's quite easy. He's very determined, like, and definitely instilled discipline, and um, yeah, just, just discipline and determination. Mm. Those two traits are something that he's always been big on, and you'd see if there's no quitting him. Maybe he starts something. It has to it has to go the whole way. Mm. Whether it ends up good or bad, he has to see it through. And that's something with me now where I'm extremely competitive anyway, as by nature, and I think that's come from him as well. Mm. So if I it can be anything and I'll somehow turn into a competition. 
Like, do you get what I'm saying? And that's definitely come from him. And then with my mum, I guess that comes from the, the more emotional side of things where, you know, just empathy and understanding, you know, how to treat mm. other people and so forth like that. So it's 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 quite a nice balance in all fairness. Yeah. 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 Um I think for me my mum's very similar to you. Uh, well to you and, <laughs> and to your mum. In that um my mum very rarely gets rattled. Yeah. Um she's like so I think the positive thing I've seen with my mum is that ultimately, no matter what happens, there is no excuses for why she can't provide for her children. Mm. She set the example in the house. She set that tone. Um, something I associate quite heavy, heavily with what I think a man or what a father should do. My mum taught me that. Um, if my mum, you know, was on her last £100, somehow we are all going to still eat that week mm. and somehow bills are going to get paid. And even if they're not getting paid, she's not burdened us with that. She will find a way. She'll make it happen. In it, And I think... Ultimate, ultimately, my mum's extremely selfless because um, my mum came here without. I think maybe she was educated up until like secondary school. After that, she, you know, her her family didn't pay for her to mm. go to school in Nigeria. So when she came here, she still had her, her own ambitions to do things. But um, being an immigrant, um, you know, not 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 being a first class citizen in that sense, uh, having to work unfortunately mm. to make things happen, she could she couldn't just go off and you know go and study like how she wanted to, or whatever you know. Life life mm. kind of took place, and um, I've seen my mum over the years attempt different jobs. She's worked in in the healthcare sector for many years, but I've I've seen her go for different types of jobs, um, and she's always been ambitious to go for them. Mm. And the only reason why my mum may not go for it completely, or like why she might stop or she might not take on something, is if she thought it was going to impact the family. Mm. So she always put us first, even when it meant that she was literally not pursuing her dreams anymore. And I think that selflessness from my mum, and just her being accountable and responsible, um, in the way that a mother and a father should be, I think Mm. she did that job very well. that's one thing that I would definitely try and apply to to my family, mm. um, and one of the things that I think I really appreciate my mum for, which is which is interesting with my mum because my mum was is not and wasn't an affectionate woman, mm. so I I haven't got many memories or experiences mm. of my mum mm. saying I, I love, love you, you. <laughs> or cuddling you, yeah, whatever. My my dad actually, funny enough, was the was the more affectionate one, mm. um, and I had I. Up until recently, anyway, I struggled to see many positives with the relationship that I had with my dad and and his role in the house. Um, but one thing I can say with him is that he was extremely affectionate. Actually, mm, he was he was more affectionate than my mum, and he was highly emotional, which was good and bad. Mm. So when things weren't great, like you said, it's a yeah. storm. Mm. Um, but at the same time, he's the one that would say openly, like, "I love you." Mm. You know, you guys are making me proud. You know, he's an, emo- he's mm, an emotional mm, mm. person which can go good mm, and bad. Mm. But my mum... <laughs> mum's just like a wall. Like, you know. And the funny thing is and there's no question in my mind that my mum... Does love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum yeah. loves us. Yeah, of course, death. yeah. But the way she displays it... Yeah. Same, exact same. Not very... Me. And so mm. one of the things I won't do is 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 represent love in the way that my mum did mm. in its entirety. Like, I would take the good things in the way that she was selfless, Food's on the table regardless. Every single mm. night, she would do a twelve-hour shift. She come home, she's still cooking, 
Even though she told us to put the, the meat out. To the chicken out. Hour, <laughs> it ain't out. Man's putting the hot water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard the car pull up and I'm like, oh crap. You guys put the chicken out. No one did it. So, you know, we get lambasted that evening and mum's going to cook same way. Do what she needs to do. Um, but I think where she wasn't very affectionate, she's trying to now repair that now. Mm. And she's trying to like make amends with me and my siblings. Well, not make amends. She didn't do nothing wrong. It's just... Mm. For whatever reason, it's just how she is and how she was raised. You know, she's she's not emotionally there like that. Mm. Um, but so I think that's one of the positives I'll take from my mum, but also one of the things that I think I wouldn't take from my mum that affected me. So, that, yeah. yeah you know what? Just to add to as well, there's a lot of things that, in fairness, that my parents have done that meant that I had a good understanding or I've seen it. So I've seen them, for example, um, quali- um, get degrees and go, go, go into... Um, different careers and so forth, buying houses and so mm. forth. So, and that's something I realised later on that it's actually a privilege to have seen that because it meant that I, I knew it was possible. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't see something from from first-hand experiences, something sounds a bit more distant. Mm. And having seen those things meant that it was almost a, I have to do that. It's not even a, um, it's not, it's an achievement by all means, but, it's not the most worldly thing I've achieved. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. My parents did that. So it's a standard, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's good. I want to come back to that the standard. But I want to <laughs> go for what you said. Um, uh, in terms of like like showing love and stuff, like now I'm like overly lovey. No, I don't want to say overly. I'm, I'm probably, it's probably general. But maybe to me, it's, it feels like overly. I always kiss my son on the lips. Like I kiss him like five times a day. Like I'm always hugging him. Like I just want to hold him. Even sometimes when I'm when I'm taking him to the toilet in the night, I just be holding him. Like I just be like, oh, because you know he's, he was all wriggly during the day, so you can't really hold him. I just be holding him, looking at him like, what's my son? Like, oh yeah. my god! Like mm. I feel like I'm so emotional <laughs> towards him. And my mom was never like that again. I think she just told me like, I love you like on my birthday, like one a year, once a year. Mm. Never really giving the hugs and or kisses and all that. But now with my son, I'm like. Just over proper overly like just happy like telling oh, you sleeping on me. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like maybe because there was such a deficit, <laughs> maybe I don't know if it's again. I don't know if it's overly. Maybe it's just normal. I, I don't know because I have, I feel like maybe I didn't get a lot of that from my mum. So now I'm just doing it with my son, and I maybe, just I just like it. Maybe I'm it's over Maybe I'm compensating you or like. Yeah, but yeah, do maybe. you think that they would have been like exactly how the over overly emotional yeah. and shown that level of affection? If they didn't have the same level of struggles at the time, do I think they? Yeah. I think that's a good question. I think everything. Everyone had to pause there, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. everything's relative. Like for me, yeah. like one of the, well, I'm sure if someone did a survey in the word that I use the most, like context, like. But, but this is, but this, but this. I, is I don't, I don't, I don't excuse it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't excuse it because I'm sure I don't know. I can't see everything. Mm. Only God can. But I believe that there are families. Or there is a family out there who have even less than what me and my family had. Mm. Um, not taking away our actual experiences, but there are you can always compare your privilege to someone else and mm. what you have. And there is there's a family out there that have very little, you know, mm. and I'm sure they still expressed. They still, they, sh- they, sh- they still display the traits that we think mm. a good parent should have, irrespective of their financial. Because when it comes down to it, when we say their struggles and, mm. and the things they went through, more often than not, we're relating it to the financial struggle. Not just um, that, though. There's sometimes, you know, yeah. other stuff like yeah. The, but, yeah, the racial stuff. But go on. Who's going to say something? He's going to say it's not just that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, not just that. You've got to think about... I'll never, I'll, I'll, it took me a really long time to understand why I wasn't allowed to open the door. 
Well, no. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, one day it really set up. Oh yeah, that's a real issue. Isn't it? That would have yeah. been that would have been peak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying like hard lessons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm. That's why I think to myself. Son, um, now they had so much going on. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? That we don't even consider. Mm-hmm. But I'm always devil's advocate. But even within that, because you know, bailiffs, for mm-hmm. example, is like an example of why you don't open the door. Mm-hmm. Uh and you learn the first time, it's like, okay, cool, I'm not gonna open the door next time, but it's too late. But you 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 mentioned the trait before, which is communication. Yeah. If you communicated to me that if I open this door, bailiffs will come and take everything and then mm. I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> That would make more sense than just be like, don't open the door, don't yeah. do this, don't, don't do that. Phone, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I think, uh, but but this, but I think it's it's very uh, uh, subjective to the person that your parents are and and you are in, in the sense that something could happen. We know things happen to two things happen to the uh, two the same thing can happen to two different people, and we get two different reactions, right? Like, so for instance, like. Again, I know my mom. I know my mom's life. Like she came up, she came here from Ghana when she was about fourteen. There were there's just three, just two, there's three of them. There's three three sisters. There was a fourth one, and she fell down the stairs and died. My, my mom's had loads of friends that have died. My mom's parents kicked her out <laughs> when she was like sixteen. So my mom's come up hard. So I can understand if she's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But uh, again, like said, I, I feel like there's a choice there. It's like again, like I've had. Things happened to me like last time you spoke about my sister dying. I could have, I did go left. I could, I could have stayed left, and I could be super. That could have made me super hard, but it, it's made me so much more appreciative of my son. But it couldn't have made me go the other way. Like I could have had a son and just been like, well, you know, what's, I've just lost my mind, right? And I, I felt like, again, maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm making it too simple in terms of like, I'm saying there's a choice. I don't mm. want to like um, necessarily but yeah, diminish. Yeah, it's not as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily diminish the experiences of people and how they handled or how they could have handled their experiences right because again my mom still loved me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean even though she was hard because she kind of came up hard right um but some yeah not to disrespect it but sometimes there is a, a choice i feel like i chose anyway to like you know create that bond with my son and kind of segue into something else i wanted to say as well create that bond with my son and just kind of love him extra because of the way i came up and the stuff maybe that i feel like i've lost and i and i could have gone left and i'm like no i want to go all the way right mm. you know what i mean and again not everyone necessarily even has that choice even in the first place or can even come to that conclusion in in the first place because just maybe who they are where they've come from and the stuff they've also experienced you know what i mean so again i don't want to say oh you can just choose no that's not what i'm really saying but in the sense that i know for me personally i i've been dark places and i've had stuff happen to me and i i i, I know that i've decided to choose to kind of try to be somebody and be maybe this person do you know what i mean and and just kind of open myself up to like loving my overly loving my son and kissing him all the time and just being that kind of sensual person to him like do you know what i mean but yeah mm, yeah yeah no i agree I, it's yeah. kind of a hard thing to navigate so <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do really want to <laughs> i know what you mean down to yeah. I know what you mean by not wanting to say everyone's got a choice. Yeah, because it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, not, not, it's not. Yeah, it's not that simple. Not There's so many nuances. Yeah, so, nuances, yeah, so just, yeah. And the reason why you show your love, your son, so much affection, may not necessarily be because your mum was hard on you. Yeah, it, exactly. Your personality. Yeah. So it's your lens. It's the way it's you just yeah, yeah. process yeah. life. Yeah, it's multi-layered. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. So, and so that, much, so yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and even maybe the influence of your wife. Yeah. 
could play a part in the way that you raise your child mm. um, and then the people around you. So yeah, it is quite it is quite multi layered. I mean, we've been going for for about an hour now, um, but there was one thing in particular that I I wanted to kind of finish off on, or, or at least just kind of cover. So um, so we were speaking earlier about you know Project Mbappe, <laughs> and yeah. and for those of you who don't know who Mbappe is, so he is probably you know I'd say one of one of two or three. Um, one or two or three of the the best young talents in the world, as in like a child, not a child anymore, but a, a footballer who we predict or many predict will probably be a Ballon d'Or winner uh, very, very soon. He's won the World Cup. He's won two French League titles uh, with... Oh, no, he's won, he's won French League titles with two different clubs. First one he won at 18. He scored a ridiculous amount of goals. You know, the the, the kid is literally like a superstar but also a a, a whiz um uh, and basically we was talking about his story and his story comes from his father and, and 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 people in his family putting in a lot of work from when he was a very young boy to ensuring that this happened and so from a very young age they were um you know doing uh drills with him he was kicking balls from as early as like one two um training all the time and if you look at the archives of, of of Mbappe's life, you see pictures of him with Thierry Henry, all of these like famous stars. And so one of the one of the things that um Goodman Malik was saying was like they pretty much cultivated this environment where he was going to blossom, mm. but they also put mad work into it. And I guess the question that I had to ask is, is that a bad thing? What they done, what his family had done? considering all the success that he has. Mm. Um, but the counter argument to that is if at any point within that he wanted to be an artist, let's say, mm. and draw pictures, did his family or his parents <laughs> realm, <laughs> you drill know, just, just drill it out of him that like you are going to be this regardless. Yeah. And the reason why I ask the question is because we make jokes all the time or, or I make jokes. So for instance, I saw a video on TikTok the other day where this guy, it was a sick TikTok, he showed his son from when he was like one and I think he's like three now and he literally showed you every little bit of practice that his son did to yeah, the I point where he was like three and he's doing overhead kicks yeah. and diving headers. It looked so sick. <laughs> yeah. And they had this room in their house where like clearly it was built and designed for this <laughs> yeah. child Project Mbappe. Yeah. Literally, like. <laughs> yeah. And I, I reposted it and put, you know, Project Mbappe like in brackets, he, she, you know, like making a joke about my daughter like you know yeah. it could be project Mbappe for my daughter and then it, it really kind of made me think that actually although we make jokes about it i'm sure that kind of like joe jackson mm. treatment could potentially be detrimental in some mm. way michael jackson was a superstar uh but he had his demons yeah one of the greatest and probably the greatest entertainer that we'll ever see um but the guy had his demons like you said yeah and that was a traumatic experience so where do you guys sit on the fence before we break up around Project Mbappe. So you know what's funny, yeah? Project Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm really big on not pushing my child into anything they don't like, mm. into any kind of sport, career, whatever. I want, I want to understand what she wants to do or my children to do and then help them along that way. Mm. So Project Mbappe is sick. Like, it, it's very successful. Obviously, we've seen the talent and we've seen what he's doing, achieving. However, I, 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 I'm scared that they can turn around and say one day, this isn't me, this isn't what I want to do. And that, for me, would be like the ultimate fail. Mm. So 
for me, it's I, I want to almost be wild like everybody else. Like, oh wow, this is what this is what she's gone up to, gone grown up to achieve, and mm. be like, yeah, that's what she does, mm. and then talk about whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, can you imagine now? Can you can you imagine? Um, some you got you got friends that do creative, creative. This is creative, yeah. Creative um fields and industries. Um, and your parents back then would have said, "You are bluffing." Mm. <laughs> if it isn't accounting, <laughs> lawyer, lawyer, doctor, yeah, you are having an absolute laugh because that's what they knew was success, was yeah. um successful careers. Mm. Outside of those fields, it's non-existent. Mm. So for me, I don't want to like pigeonhole box because at the end of the day, we don't know what might change the world in in you know the future. So I don't want to limit that. I I want to literally say, wow, this is what she's on. And then I, I'm going to be gassed because I want because I'm so keen to understand, be happy with what she does. Mm. I'll be like, to you man, yeah, my my daughter does this, and I'm explaining from mm. A to Z what it is, mm. even though what, in whatever you know capacity that is, and being happy with that. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's sick. Don't get me wrong, Project Mbappe and all that stuff, but that's the dad's dream. It's not the child's dream. With, with Mbappe, was he like talented in football? And and then they just yes go. We don't oh, know. We don't, we don't know. Oh, it was just an experiment. I, right? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But he was born to put a ball <laughs> in his feet and said, "This is you." All right. Pers- personally, where I'm at with that, like for instance, like my son does. Co- I want my son to be a coder, but not if he does not want to be. So right now we put him in a coding class, and not necessarily coding. It's like just understanding the fundamental principles of coding. Oh, you put you do this and you do that, and at the end, like, yeah. um, instructions. Like algorithms. Is that what that is? Is that is that the same? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can make algorithm, but just coding generally, like okay. apps and computers and whatever kind of coding he wants to kind of do. Because I'm like, I'm thinking like, wow, this coding stuff is the future, mm-hmm. man. You can make technology. This is coded. This is coded. Ah, everything's coded. Yeah. This is your coding dream. Is, no, 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 not my dream. I, but this, I, this if is, I could pick a career yeah. for him yeah. that I would want him to to do, I'd want him to do coding. Mm-hmm. So we're putting him in coding now. If he's if he's not good at it, or if he doesn't want to do it, he also does just does gymnastics. But this, yeah, I'm, okay. ju- I'm just saying, we put him in different stuff as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? If he doesn't want to do it. Um, uh, like my mom never forced me to do anything. Yeah, my mom like I wanted to be an architect, and then I was doing uh, graphic design, and she saw me. She was like, "No, you really got this graphic design stuff, you know? I think you should do that." And I'm 15 years now, graphic designer. My mom never forced me to do anything mm. when she was raising me at all. Do you know what I mean? But if she, if I was doing, if I was good at something, she would help me with that. And that's how that's how I'm the same I'm gonna be because her parents yeah. were really hard, and her parents wanted her to be this, 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 and that's why they kicked her out because she didn't want to do it. If you don't, you can't be in, under this roof, isn't it? So I, I don't think I'm I'm gonna again. I would like him to have, be coding, but that's just I would like yeah, because yeah, if I could pick sense. something that I could see that is very uh, valuable in the future as beyond being an accountant, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I think it would be something like coding, right? Because everything's in, in computers now and all that. If he doesn't want to do it and he wants to do something, he's good. He's better at something else, or he's good at something else. I'm one hundred percent there. If he wants to be a writer, homeboy, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's that's where I am. I'm so in the sense that I f- I feel like I have to set. A standard and give him a direction like hey okay, try this you know what I mean do this and keep going with that and, uh, unless you don't want to if you don't want to well what do you like you have yeah. to have something that you like because that's, I'm going to set a standard and set set you off and, and help push you and, and throw you out there right and, and support you whatever you want to do but I think in the beginning I'm not just going to let you live life yeah, because yeah. for me for, for me it's like I don't really want him to be necessarily a lazy child oh he's doing anything and then he's not going to get to 10 and be like now you have to do this he's going to be too lazy you don't, don't want to do anything because he's never done anything so i feel like i kind of have to keep him busy mm. again again I, I, as a as an adult as a parent i'm making up my own 
yeah. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's, it, I don't know, it's just the best I can do. And I feel like I, I just want to keep him busy with different activities until we can kind of figure out maybe what he's proficient nice. in. Mm, Might be mm. good at talking and speaking and presenting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I want to get him into um, acting because my auntie's the, um, the children's director for Lion King. So as soon as he's six years old, he's mm -hmm. going to her theater classes, mate. Because he's yeah. kind of funny already. He talks a lot already. So I'm like, okay, oh, he's good. My, 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 my wife's always saying, oh, yeah, you should do acting, acting, acting. I'm like, yeah, cool, okay. Well, when there's Try when that. he's of age, of four or five or whatever, the, the age he can do theatre classes, we'll put him in that. So I'm at the, because that's what I did. When I was about, from about 13 to about 16, Marnie sent me to uh, summer school in, in Goldsmiths College, University. Um, and we just did loads of stuff. I did drumming, music, theatre, uh, theatre lights, music, graphic design. That's why I learned how to be a graphic designer. All these kind of different things. Web design. So I had loads of stuff that I dipped in. And I, and then that's where I found... You found Dinamon. How old were you? Which one? Uh, so I found graphic design when I was about 15. Um, and I started probably doing it when I was about 16. So about mm. 15 to 16, that's when I kind of... I'd never heard of it before. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted to be an architect because I was copying my big cousin because he wanted to be an architect. Um, he's not an architect now, though. He does music. Um, but yeah, I, f I feel like that's the kind of the same thing I want to do for my son. Give him loads of stuff. I like okay, that. Which one do you want to do? Do you know what I mean? Versus, again, I would like him to do coding because I think I think that is going to be successful. But if he doesn't want to do that, I'm not going to force it. Mm. No, I like about that, yeah. I like the idea of um, we're going to throw you into a lot of different things. Yeah. And then if we see that you enjoy something mm. then we can hone in it mm. that, that makes a lot of sense to me mm. because then what you've done is given your child the option mm. and said you pick what you like and if you think you want to go forward with this then we'll support you but no matter what you're going to do you're going to get the fundamentals mm -hmm. and that and that requires discipline and mm -hmm. you know determination and just then having those fundamentals to not be lazy like you like mm -hmm. you pointed out mm -hmm. earlier that that's applicable regardless of mm. what um, field exactly. you go into. And I think for me especially, it's that you pick something. Yeah. not It doesn't matter what you pick, but you have to pick something that will be valuable to you, your family, and to the world. That, I think that's at the core of what I'm actually saying. Like, pick, so you want to dance? Or your boy, homeboy, you better dance. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you want to print t-shirts? Well, you better get print. Like, you know what I mean? If just pick something like for instance, I always like you know people always say, imagine if I did this from ten. If I knew about because I was drawing and doing like drawing comics, I made my own comics and all this kind of stuff. If I knew maybe like graphic design, maybe like, maybe even two years earlier, or whatever. Like, but right now, like if he wants to be a graphic designer, or whatever, I could give him. He could be a graphic designer from ten. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and if you could just get what what maybe what your kid is earlier as early as possible that's yeah. that's that's yeah. that's the real game get them into what they want to do as early as possible what they want to do right as early as possible and get them running with that then yeah Sweet. and even yeah. if they change their mind at 15 right even if he wants to yeah. do something at 10 and they change their mind at 15 or 20 because obviously life is going to change as you grow isn't it then again we will start running with that one <laughs> do you know what i mean the same right. fundamentals apply so it's yeah sweet yeah, yeah I, I, I don't i don't um i don't disagree um but I don't completely agree. And it's only by a small percentage. And it's the part about keeping them busy mm. so that they don't become lazy. Um, I feel like that there's a fine line that we have to tread because I feel like um, the expectations that I'll have of a five-year-old at the end of the day, mm. like laziness in itself is kind of like... I meant when he's more older, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So you, yeah, so you want him to kind of like yeah. just... Oh, he plays be, a lot. ...be engaged yeah, yeah, in yeah. stuff yeah. now... But in the future, know that you've had to work somewhere. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, there's yeah, lessons yeah. in everything that you can yeah, do. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't mean like this young. I meant like 
more more so like, when he's older, like ten and stuff like that. Which, yeah, I let him play, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And and that's all yeah. I was gonna say, really, because ultimately, like, um, you know, children yeah. and there's research that backs it up that play is is, is is the best thing, you know. And there's yeah. some countries. You look at a lot of the Scandinavian countries, for instance. The reason why education is um so powerful in those in those nations is because uh there's a real emphasis on children learning through play yeah. so i think their children don't even start school until the age seven of about six or seven yeah. so up until that point they're it's just learning through play and you and and obviously it's structured and there's a framework around it but trying to drum into children things that they do not necessarily care about mm. is is potentially quite dangerous mm. and so that's why i liked what you said in that like your child's going to engage in all these different activities mm. and then what you said was that but whilst they're doing that i'm going to spot what is they're paying attention what yeah, is key like what do they like you know yeah. and for some children that's like clear as day mm. as in you can tell from two you're obsessed with cars mm. or you're obsessed with this mm. you know i've got students in my class that in my head i have a challenging I have a real challenge with myself, like a conversation where I've got to be like, why am I still teaching? Mm. When he doesn't even care about this. 1066 history in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and this child only cares about construction. Yeah. The fire of London. You know? And then someone else, an, an academic of some sort, will say, you know, every child needs to learn their core subjects, need to learn their English. Yeah. Yes, they do. But... They're not going to die if mm. they put uh, put aside one or two of those subjects or topics that we're covering mm. and we personalise their education of yeah. some sort. Because I can guarantee you what's not happening is at home, those same things aren't being cultivated. Mm. So when you've got a child whose skills and talents aren't being cultivated at school and then at home, not saying that all parents are like this, but even if you're a little bit slack on what your child cares about time will go on and you allow the school system to dictate what your child can and can't do mm -hmm. yep. and so we're trained and literally i was going to say we're designed but we're trained and designed to think anyway Program, that like right? your your route to success is going through gcse's mm. a levels mm. university mm. degree mm. and then that's you're going to now be set for life and that's not the case because mm. the majority of people are working in jobs where actually they're not fulfilled um it's not paying the bills that they thought it might pay there, there's levels to it yeah. mm. and more often than not people that are successful in life are the ones who are doing genuinely what, what they, they enjoy. enjoy doing in it and, and and so i think with that being said i'm going to finish off on the fact that uh you know our jobs as parents uh particularly as fathers is is very key it's very important i've certainly learned today a lot of things from someone like brian who's quite experienced mm -hmm. and obviously someone like you someone who samson who has a, a, a daughter that's of similar age yeah. and you've said many things there that i think i'm going to implement in, in experience man. Only three. yeah <laughs> yeah well, you're two year, two years more experience hey, those two years man it, it makes a difference terrible i heard terrible twos is mad yes <laughs> trust me it is um freeze up even it's worse even worse yeah <laughs> but um but on that note what i want to do is i want to celebrate all the fathers out there all the good men who are looking after their children um doing so quietly doing so uh with grace um teaching their children to be positive role models uh, for society so we want to appreciate you and say thank you um and also what we want to do is we want to bless every good man out there with a uh, a discount so if you type in uh gpod1 on our website on our goodman factory website you can get get yourself any uh products and get yourself a 10 percent 10 percent discount on any of our goodman factory products so we're going to leave it there i want to say once again thank you samson no thank you brian thank you. appreciate you guys, uh, you guys have dropped some gems today thank you boardman malik over there in the background uh <laughs> and the goodman community <laughs> If you see the eyes he's giving me, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're out. Peace.